You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. The Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network is brought to you by Onyx Hunt. Bringing you the best GPS mapping software directly to your smartphone or desktop, Onyx offers you the ability to see property boundaries, mark waypoints, track your location, and so much more. Visit onyxmaps.com or you can download it directly from your app store today. Save 20% off of your purchase by using the code NATION20 at checkout. That's capital N NATION followed by the number 20. That's what I call pro talk. When you really don't know the answer, you just make it up. My rut is that I am in a rut. To get the pilot of Red Arrow going. There's really a way to skip class. I want to say, hey, those boys right there entertain us. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. That's the nicest thing anybody's ever said on this podcast. Alex Rutledge here with American Roots Outdoors TV. Hey, this is Lee and Tiffany Lukaski from the Crest TV. Hi, I'm Don Higgins. This is Jeff Lindsay. Hey, everybody, this is Mark Dury with Dury Outdoors. Hey, this is Craig Fitz with Crane Assassins TV. You're listening to Dave and JP on Pro Talk Outdoors, the craziest two I know. Hey everybody, welcome to Pro Talk Outdoors. JP and Dave bringing you an episode today concerning your health. And no, neither one of us are doctors, nor do we play one on TV. But we'll take a look. Yeah, we'll take a look anyway. (laughs) I didn't stay last night in the Holiday Inn Express, but uh, the, the point being is Lyme disease is something that every outdoorsman should be concerned about to some degree or another. Now, the... You know, the public has a tendency to get afraid of any kind of ailment or disease, i.e. the coronavirus, avian bird flu, this, that, and the other, and make it a little bit bigger than what it is. And people at times have blown even Lyme disease up to be something that's just an epidemic. It's not an epidemic, but it's serious. It, it, it is very serious, and I think it's one of those things that <clears throat> a lot of people will say, I've got Lyme disease, when they probably don't have Lyme disease. It's hard enough for a doctor to diagnose you with Lyme disease, let alone to do it for yourself. Yeah, but then again, I would venture to guess that if you're listening to this, there's a a strong possibility that you have potentially been exposed to Lyme disease because you've been out in the the woods a lot. You've been afield quite a bit. And, um, you know, Lyme disease is one of those things that we all, all need to really pay attention to and do everything we can to prevent that from happening on the front side. But... Uh, the, the second part of that is though, maybe you're going to listen to this and maybe you're going to think, I might need to go get checked. You know, I, I might have been exposed to Lyme disease and it, it's kind of a deteriorating issue where if you don't get it taken care of, 
it can continue to cause you long-term problems, and it can get worse and worse and worse. And just like any other kind of ailment, it's best taken care of if you catch it early. I mean, that goes for anything you could possibly catch in this world. It's best if you catch it early. Uh, One of the, the main things about Lyme disease that Uh, And if you don't know what it is, I guess we should probably tell you, it's a tick-borne illness. And uh, essentially one of the very first signs is if you get bit by a tick and then you see a bullseye or what some people call like the red ring of death. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's not always going to show that. Right. But if it does show that, that is a telltale sign Mm -hmm. that you need to get it taken care of. I myself, back in 2007, uh, was diagnosed with Lyme disease, and, and I was fortunate enough to... I say fortunate enough, but I was able to see that bullseye, um, so I knew exactly what happened. And at that time, there wasn't a whole lot out there on Lyme disease. I mean, you didn't. Uh, it's not something that you could just go online and uh, and and look up Lyme disease and see just tons and tons of information. It was kind of an unknown, still somewhat, at that point. But fortunately, there's a guy by the name of uh, Charles Alzheimer. Um, and Charlie Alzheimer was, he was a fantastic, uh, he's one of the forefathers of outdoor riding. Mm-hmm. 100%, um, rest his soul. Yeah, and uh, he had written an article in uh, in a deer and deer hunting magazine about his struggle with Lyme disease. And, and had I not read that, I probably wouldn't have known. I mean, obviously, you, you wake up with a big rash there that looks like a bullseye. But, you know, the, the location of it, I might have thought I had some kind of other issue going on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and penicillin might clear that one up, might not. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's a scary thing. It, it comes with a lot of fatigue, potential heart issues. Uh, I mean, just re- recurrent things that can flare up and, and seem out of nowhere that can be linked to it. I know a lot of folks end up with a meat allergy, which is it, and it's horrible for an outdoorsman to get uh, a red meat allergy. I couldn't imagine uh, not being able to eat red meat. Um, and I don't think that one, I don't think that's directly re- related to Lyme disease necessarily. But I, it could be. I don't know. I'm not an expert. Um, well, I, and I think there's so many unknowns about it. I, I don't know if anybody can confirm or deny that that can be linked. I, I, I know I hear it a lot. I don't know how much truth I, there is yeah, to it. Yeah, I mean... I, and again, I know it's a Lyme illness, or not a Lyme illness, a tick illness, but I don't know that it's it's Lyme related. Uh, but the things that we do know are Lyme related, you know, is extreme fatigue. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of joint pain, um, you, you, heart problems. There's so many different things that can be re- related back to it. And I know for me, um, even after I went through the treatment, the, the next six months to a year after I... I uh, was bitten by that tick, I would have to take a nap every day. And, and you know, in 2007, I still wasn't an old man, but, you know, <laughs> I felt like literally by 10, 11 a.m., I was needing to take a nap. I, I didn't have the energy to go through an entire day. And That's scary. Waking up, and, you know, and, and in my early to mid-30s, and I'm waking up sore, really sore. I mean, I'm hurting all over. And and those are the things that maybe you're a young guy out there or a gal listening to this podcast and maybe you've, you're going through that. Don't just take for granted and say, eh, it's just old age kicking in. You might have other issues. And it, it scares me because I, I'm, I'm like a tick magnet. You know, there's people who can walk outside at any given time and get bit by a mosquito. That's not me. Mosquitoes couldn't care less about me. I, I couldn't tell you the last time I had really? m- multiple mosquito bites. They don't care. That's interesting. But ticks, I, I mean, I, I could pick one out in a parking lot full of concrete. It would find me. 
So, and you remember a, a few times I've been bit by turkey ticks in the hundreds. I had yeah. over a hundred bites, damn near a thousand, perhaps. I, mean, I had a doctor want to put me in the hospital and, and plug me into an IV because he had never seen so many turkey tick bites. Now, I have no idea if a turkey tick can even transmit. Lyme disease, but to me, just well, they're the, annoying little buggers, though, man. Oh yeah, but Gosh. I mean, I've 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 found ticks over a day later that I didn't know were there from the day before, and you have to pluck them out, and and I get paranoid every single time. So they're to, so hard to get rid of. Those turkey ticks are so hard no, I don't to even get mean them turkey off. Ticks. Of you. I mean, even a regular tick. That, oh yeah, that I'll yeah. find a day later. So for me, the 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 best thing on the hunting market, if I could go with only one thing the entire year, it's permethrin. Oh, yeah. I would rather hunt in just a Canadian tuxedo and have permethrin as go out there. In what the, is a Canadian tuxedo? It's uh, denim head to toe. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I would rather do that and have permethrin as go out there early season without it in anything else. I'd rather try to hunt a deer with a rock. Well, you know, I'm sure there's probably folks listening to this that have tried that hey, on I, some level. I, I just I don't I don't want any kind of ailment. You know, anything that's <laughs> going to take me out of the woods or work, I can't have it. Yeah, I, and and that's the thing. I'll I'll be the first to admit that you know up till, eh, I'll even just say a few years back, I didn't I wasn't real good with my tick regimen there. I, well, I no, the times that I got them really bad, some of them are with you, and you didn't have a single tick bite, but they all came to me. Yeah, I mean, it, but I, I've, I've not been, in the past, I've not been the best at using permethrin consistently. You got and to. Anymore. Oh, gosh, the last few years, I I will not venture out without that permethrin sprayed on me because, my gosh, I mean, there's nothing that ruins. To, to me, the second best time of the year, I'm, I'm a fall guy. I, I love the fall more than anything, but... The second best time of the year, and it's a really close second, uh, is spring. I mean, you know, you get out and you can stomp around ponds, fish, uh, mushroom hunt, shed hunt. You're out there getting ready for your food plots, I mean, turkey hunting, just so many awesome things to do outdoors. But all those little ticks are everywhere. I mm-hmm. mean, you learn, they can float in the air even. You know, you can be out mowing your grass and get ticks on you. I mean, you don't have to be necessarily out stomping in the bushes to get ticks on you. Right. They're everywhere. Well, just something to, to be aware of, and uh, we're going to have somebody on the show today that I'm quite certain that if you're listening to this show, you know who he is, and he's dealt with Lyme disease over the last couple years. So uh, we're looking forward to bringing Kip Campbell from Red Arrow on. We'll be back. You're listening to Pro Talk Outdoors. Hey everybody, Dave and JP here from Pro Talk Outdoors. Uh, we want to take a quick moment to mention to you guys that now being in the dead of winter, deer season's over, if your state allows it, it would be a great time to go ahead and get some Real World Wildlife Maximizer out there and start getting some mineral out for these deer because, hey, it's a long winter. I know I get hungry this time of year. So do they. Yeah, and I tell you what, folks, it's not just for growing those those bigger bucks. Oh, no, the does and, need it. Yeah, those does, soon they're going to be dropping those fawns on the ground. They're going to need to be building up a lot of body mass for that lactation. Mm-hmm. Help out those fawns. Get all those deer started off on the right foot and prepare them for a long, hard winter and get them right through to springtime. And if you need to know where to get that, www.realworldwildlifeproducts.com. Go to your dealer page. Buy that from a local dealer. Nothing against Don, West, Terry, and all the boys at, at Real World. I'd love for them to, to get an order direct, but... 
take care of these dealers. These guys are working hard to answer your questions and provide availability of resources and, you know, mineral itself right there close to you. Take care of those guys and reach out to the person closest to you. Yeah, besides that, Wes... If he's out filling orders and he's loading trucks, he's not going to have as much time to go out shed hunting. So take yeah. care of him. <laughs> hey, and if you need a quick answer and can't get your dealer, feel free to reach out to Dave or I. We'll be glad to help. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Pro Talk Outdoors. And as Dave and I discussed in the first segment here, we've kind of decided to transition this episode into something a bit more health-related that centers around outdoorsmen. And uh, we've... Been honored to be joined here by Kip Campbell of Red Arrow. And Kip, number one, thanks for coming on, man. And, and number two, we're talking about Lyme disease today. And I know that's something that's near and dear to, to your heart from some of the struggles you've had. Oh, absolutely. Well, thank you all for having me. And uh, I was going to get on here today and talk about how good I feel, but I sound like I about got the coronavirus. So I apologize <laughs> for my voice. Either that or like I'm an R&B disc jockey man what's that what, which, uh, which what's kind? that facebook little, little, little quiet storm action going on you're, you're <laughs> not like r kelly are you well i was thinking no, that no 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 <laughs> you got that facebook meme going around the coronavirus goes good with the lyme disease it does apparently so i'm hoping that's not the case here man i, I got a little bit of just the crud i think i carried it back from pennsylvania but just a little sore throat but um but no other than that i'm doing great man well i will say this man when i ran into you at the ata show and not to sound you know um uh, you know, kind of flaky or whatever, but you look yeah. good, man. You look good. You look Appreciate healthy. It, you look strong, and I mean, look Appreciate like you're taking it, good care of yourself, buddy. Yeah, well, I, you know, it it uh, it was a scary deal. I mean, it was uh, you know, you hear you hear a lot about Lyme, you know, cases popping up, and it's not. I don't think that it's any more prolific than it was before. It's just that people are actually getting it accurately diagnosed nowadays. Um, because I <clears throat> I struggled with feeling sick and i'd been treated for lyme once before by just standard old antibiotics like you get and um got to feeling got to feeling bad again and just sort of couldn't explain why i didn't have any i didn't have any energy i was just felt sick all the time i couldn't you know my it was just unbelievable how bad and i felt for about two years really um and then finally got to a specialist that got it all diagnosed properly and figured out and took a took a, a full spectrum of health approach to it so in other words he wasn't just interested in um killing the Lyme disease he wanted to get the immune system back which had been compromised from the couple years that i had it off and on flaring up there so well let, you let's gotta get to the right people for sure right let's talk about that for a minute i mean obviously that sounds like a, a long road anytime you use the word years but uh, mm-hmm. some of the things we talked about in the opener were just kind of the, the red flags to let you know that maybe you do have it or maybe you need to at sure. least be seen. And, and I kind of made the comparison that it's just like any other kind of sickness or disease. The earlier you catch it, the better off you are. So from a guy who's yeah. had it, what, what can you say about well, catching it early? That's the kind of slippery thing about it is if, um, if you're strong and healthy and pretty fit, it, it tends to go undiagnosed. Um, a lot of times people get lucky enough to have the big bullseye that everybody talks about around the tick bite. Um, but that's not always the case. And, and it turns out there's a hundred and some odd strains of Lyme that can affect everybody differently, um, depending on what kind of strain you get. And um, the biggest thing is you have to go to somebody that gives you the correct test. There's some old test from the 
um, 1970s that gives false positives and false negatives. So it can, you can not have it and get tested and they say you do or vice versa. Um, and I think it's a test called the hygienics test. I, want, I'm, I might be saying that wrong, but I think that's the one that um, is pretty daggone close to 100% can tell you if you have traces of limes in your blood. Um, and then the most important part is once you get that positive test, to go to somebody who's a specialist who knows what they're doing. And I'm, I'm actually going to put some here in a couple of days. We're planning on putting some information up about it um, on the website Perfect. and on uh, social media. Because, it, it, you know, you go to the wrong guy and he's just going to slap some antibiotic prescription on you and, and hope for the best um, when you might have had it for two or three, who knows how long, how many years, and it's worn your body down. And that was my case. As I'd had it, it compromised my immune system. Um, so I had reactivated mono on top of it because of the Lyme, and because of how bad and far down my immune system had gotten. Um, so we ended up doing blood work and just monitoring that blood work and getting everything back in line. And man, I, you know, I feel better than I felt in probably 10 years. Well, how do you properly screen for a good specialist? You know, I mean, it's just like building a house. I mean, any, any of these contractors are going to say they can build you a darn good house, but how do you find exactly a, a good specialist? I tell you the, the best way I did it was through really trial and error and going to all the wrong people and and you'll know pretty quick it seems like there's two camps it's it's either people who are you know big believers that chronic limes is a problem and then there's doctors that kind of just say oh it's not even a thing and here's some antibiotics y'all be fine you know they kind of it's i I don't i'm not i'm not too big a conspiracy theorist but it would seem that you know for for instance rheumatoid arthritis that's a multi many times over a million dollar industry probably in the billions um and there's some tests that suggest that in the in the 75th percentile cases of rheumatoid arthritis are actually untreated Lyme's disease um so it's it's a big it's a big deal getting to the right guy i don't really have a great answer for that because i went to about 10 wrong guys so to speak and they just gave me the runaround told me there wasn't anything wrong with me i said I, you know i promise there is <laughs> i know myself well enough and this is not the way I normally feel and um got some mixed test results with some of those guys and then went to a, a specialist through a guy that I heard about who he him and his wife had gone through all these horrible you know times with Lyme disease and they got to this guy and it was like they were new new people so really it's just testimonial if you can find somebody that's had Lyme and is now on the other side of it and is cured and feeling healthy that's that's the doctor you want to probably target um you know, that was the way I did it. Let me now, ask you. I, I'm sorry, Kip. Go ahead, buddy. No, you're good, man. I was just going to say I really only know the one doctor, and that's the one I go to. So, Well, I I got um, – I had Lyme disease back in, like, 2007 um, mm-hmm. is when I got it. I mean, and I was one of those guys fortunate enough to have the big uh, bullseye ring show up yeah. there right around the bite. Yeah. So, you know, you'd mentioned the uh, the antibiotics. That's how they treated me. I don't even remember how many days yeah, it was. Well, but it was like good. If you catch it early enough, the antibiotics – yeah, tend to knock it out if you take a, a powerful enough round of them, you know. Yeah, I took a. I don't even remember what it was, but I think it was like three weeks in a row. I had to take the stuff or go. something like that. But yeah. so, what my question is is, you know, how would I know? 
if if I get the you know if I'm having still effects of it or because I, I struggle with that all the time. Like I wake up in the sure. mornings now and I'm sore as hell. You know, I mean, I I'm Part walking down the steps. Old, man, unfortunately, the stress <laughs> and and you you think you, you know you know what I mean. Like you can you can explain it all the way and see that's what I did for too long to where my wife had to say something is wrong. Like this is not you. You are not this person. We got to do something about this. You know. So I, it's it's really kind of scary because there aren't a, it's not a really definitive answer. You just gotta be responsible for your own health and you know yourself well enough that when let's say you're you're tired and you're stressed or you're whatever and then you improve some areas in your life. This is what I did. I started trying to work out again. I started trying to eat right, and it was like it did nothing. You know what I mean? And I was still just as run down. I couldn't lose weight. I couldn't. It was just all these indicators that it was something outside of my control that was going on, you know? Um, that's, so. you know, that's exactly the way I, cause like I, I'm, I've let myself go somewhere. I'm out of shape a little bit, but every year I tend to get in a little better shape, you know, when it's this time of year and yep. I'm out walking several miles looking for sheds and that kind of thing. And, and I went, um, it's been about a week ago. I went out and I put on some pretty good, I mean, I probably walked six, seven miles, looking for mm-hmm. sheds and I was destroyed for like four or five days. I was sore. My body was ran down. I had a headache. I couldn't, I was aching all over. Um, mm. And I'm like, man, I don't know. Is that old age now catching up with me that <laughs> quick? Or am I, do I need to get this looked at? Yeah. I mean, it, it wouldn't hurt. And that that's the, the thing about the, the doctor that I go to, to treat it. He, he takes a, a full spectrum of all these blood tests and, and looks at your total health. And that, that's the key is you almost have to be direct with these people like you're interviewing them for a position to be your doctor. That's how serious you got to get about it. Don't care if, if you hurt somebody's feelings. I mean, you almost have to be like, look, we need to check this, 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 and, and go through the list of like all the things that you think you're feeling deficient in and, and say, you know, I'm looking for the total health deal here we're not just looking to zap me with some antibiotics and destroy my gut and not not help me get better we you know i I really need to attack this thing from all sides and figure out why i'm feeling sore for a week or my joints hurt all the time or i have a foggy head every morning and it takes me an hour to wake up um you know if that stuff's going on you'll know pretty quick if the doctor's taking you seriously or if he's just kind of rolling his eyes and and i just had to rifle through them man well, let's on to the next one until I got to somebody that really sat down with me and took me serious. And um, it saved my life, man. I, I took two ambulance drives to the hospital. A lot of people don't know that. I mean, it literally almost killed me. Man. It started affecting my uh, central nervous system. Oh. And uh, it messed with the electrical impulses in my heart. And I started having heart palpitations. And, um, yeah, I mean, it just, it was all jacked up, man. I thought I was having a heart attack, thought I was dying. They get get there, get me stabilized, and then the same old story. You're perfectly fine, sir. There's nothing wrong with you. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I swear there is. I promise you there is. Well, let's, we just did we did that until it was you know, finally found this this doctor. Dr. Smith is his name, believe it or not. Well, let's say that you've been confirmed, you know, this is for the general public that a, a regular mm-hmm. person has just been confirmed and, and positively diagnosed with Lyme disease. Talk to yep. us a little bit about what is involved in the treatment process. I mean, it's obviously not some magic pill that gets it done. No, it's a pretty it's comprehensive thing. 
Sure, it's different with everybody. It, it's it's top down. If you're if you're with the right doctor and he's really taking care of you, it'll be maybe a battery of antibiotics in different phases of it. But it's there's also a, a supplement side of it. There's a dietary side of it. There's a exercise phase of it. You know, there, there's a total health look into everything, and it's not just throwing you know prescriptions at you to, to hope it goes away. You really have to build your immune system because a lot of people don't understand if if they've had Lyme for an unknown amount of time, it could have compromised other systems in your body. And, and you need to focus on getting your total health up because your natural immune system, once the Lyme disease is down to a certain level, your your natural immune system will kick its butt. Just like the common cold, you're not walking around with a cold every single day if you have a good immune system. Um, same thing with Lyme disease. If, if you treat it and kill it okay that's great to a certain level but if if you leave your immune system wrecked and compromised and your gut health is bad that affects all the other systems of your body eventually so um that's what was going on with me is i had just been it had kicked my butt for two years and i didn't know it um just from being run down and on the road and all that good stuff and i explained it away like oh it's just stress or i'm not getting enough sleep i'm not eating right i'm you know and all those things were a factor, but, you know, it allowed that Lyme disease to kind of get out of control on me. Hey, you mentioned on the road being a factor yeah. there. And, I, you know, I know that uh, you took a little bit of time off, so to speak, yeah. to kind of stay closer to home. Tell, yep. us, tell us a little bit of how that was for you. I mean, I'm sure you were going Man, I, spend a lot of time with the doctor while you are doing that. But how how'd that work out for you? Yeah, it was uh, – I got kind of scared straight, so to speak. It was it's one of those things where I – the, the ambulance ride scared me bad enough to go, all right, whether I have a career after this or a job after this is irrelevant. I have to get healthy for my kids and, and my family. You know, I'm, I'm not, I'm definitely not going to be <clears throat> hunting next year if I am dead, you know, so I had to kind of take it serious. And <clears throat> the doctors are saying the best case scenario, if I could swing it, would be to take a year off the road and actually just rest. <clears throat> so that's what I did. And, did his immune immune system building protocol um started feeling better just <clears throat> a little bit at a time you know while treating the Lyme disease as well with some antibiotics here and there that was in the initial phase and then it was just all immune system building after that so yeah I took a year off I called I called my sponsors and I called the network and just told them it is something I had to do for my health and it was either this or possibly compromise my health health in a irreversible way so um they all got behind me and you know we ran some reruns and kept the primetime spot going and got some good advertisement for our sponsors and was able to get healthy and that's great that's great really i mean that you were able to you have those kind of people behind you and and everything mm-hmm. worked out and i'll tell you you know from uh just you know kind of the people that we <clears throat> talk to and ear to the ground or whatever um you know, every, everybody was thinking about you, and everybody was was still watching all your stuff and still talking about you, and and I still think you're a fan favorite, man. I really do. I uh, well, I appreciate it, man. My my <laughs> soon to be, uh, I hate to call him my father in law because you know <laughs> he's not that much older than me, but I'm getting ready to get married here before long, Kip. And well, congratulations, um, man. Thank you, buddy. And her, it's only the fourth time. <laughs> JP, why'd you have to go there? Well, four, four times a charm, man. Yeah, I, I, hey, man, I got a great one this time, buddy. I mean, she is go. fantastic. She's a sweet. I could, I could go on for an hour talking about her, but I know that's not what we want to do here. But 
So anyway, what I was going to say before JP rudely interrupted me was, <laughs> uh, you know, her stepdad. He 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 told me he's told me several times his favorite guy to watch is Kip Campbell. His absolute favorite guy. Come on now. I swear, I ain't lying, man. And and it bothered me because, you know, uh, my fiance was with me at the show, and like I I went up talk to you, just say, hey man, we need to do this Lyme disease show, and yeah. she was there, and I was like. Damn it! I should have thought to get a picture with her and you, <laughs> and he would have loved that. And I didn't even oh, think we have about to do it. it. Sometime, yeah, man. Yeah, we'll we'll do it one of these days. We're we're at the same show or something. We'll get there and uh, do it. But yeah, um, so I, man, I'm tickled to death to, to see that you're doing well. And and yeah, uh, it, it it was a blessing from God, really, man. And it was my wife that you know she's my hero. Like you you were saying, I got a I got one of the good ones, and um, she she was the one that kind of kick me in the rear end, which a lot of guys need. Most of us, unless we're missing a limb, and even if we are, we tend to not want to go to the doctor or take care of ourselves. So she was the one that kind of, you know, was like, hey, we got to take this serious. You almost died. Let's uh, <laughs> let's get serious about this thing. But, yeah, it's, it, you know, it's it's been uh, it's been amazing. The support of the sponsors has been incredible. And, um, you know, I don't think we, we suffered too much as far as numbers or anything like that. And, it allowed us to do the biggest unintentional unintentional publicity stunt uh, in the in, in the process. So you know, building up the the comeback season in 2020 here, and so it, it, it might be the best thing we ever did for Red Arrow. Well, I mean, you know, and, and here's the thing, Kip, and I, I'm probably not telling you anything you don't know. Your product is so unique in comparison to anybody else's because of your personality and, and the way you're you're true to form on camera i mean you have a persona per se that yes, was sir. missing from any outdoor television when you were gone so uh that absence is sorely felt and uh, you know any anytime something like that goes away you you learn how much you really appreciated it so i, I think that's why you're well, going to find I'm, that this is going to be a big year for you i wish i'd have had a hold of that word persona back in the day because you know, my, my quote-unquote persona used to get me in trouble, and now people seem to be entertained by it. I'm glad it's finally paying off. <laughs> well, you're, you're right there on the edge, man. You're right there on the edge, and we all we envy that, you know? Oh, I know. And, and, and imagine if I put out the behind-the-scenes part of the DVD. People people not even ready for that. Man, I can't wait to see that. You know, <laughs> you can send those in, you know, like just a Dropbox uh, file yeah. to us just uh, so we can see it. If you don't want anybody else to see it, I'd I love want, to see I that. I keep my show, man. No, we, we're uh, – <laughs> We're excited, man, about this season. It is all kidding aside. It's the best season we ever had. I got to hunt with my kids more than I ever have. Um, you know, it's when it when it all gets put together, man. It's going to be pretty, pretty big deal. Pretty excited about it. So, well, before we wrap well, up, I, I, I want to ask I, this. I, I want to ask this. If there is one overarching thing you can say to somebody that that is either a in fear that they have it or b has already had it. Uh, what would you tell them other than just go get checked or anything like yeah. that? I mean, what is the main thing somebody could do to take care of themselves on this? I would say that you're, you're all, you know, you're in charge of your own health because we think, oh, we just got to make it to the doctor and they know everything and they're going to take care of us or whatever. Um, they're flawed human beings just like us with, <laughs> you know, with a, a world of different viewpoints on what, is the right way to treat something. And I'm here to tell you that you need to pay attention to how you feel um, and get to somebody who can give you that hygienics test that's going to tell you for sure you either have not or have had traces of Lyme in your system. And then 
make them request and if they won't do it <laughs> go to the next doctor like they, go to somebody until they actually will do what you're asking get the hygienics test and then request a full spectrum of blood tests monitoring like your overall health okay and, and, and if you get a glimpse at that so if you get okay i have tested positive that i have had lyme's disease in my system at least at some point in my life and then you get an overall look at your health through blood tests and um the doctor can say no you're you're good you're just a little defeat you might i mean it might just be that you got an old football injury and you need some more vitamin d or something i mean you just never know until you actually go in there it might just be a weight off your mind to say okay i got tested and i i'm negative i don't have a lot of disease and but now i'm I'm taking some supplements and I'm better. I got the right, you know, diet and workout plan and all that good stuff. For me, it was like, oh, my gosh, your immune system is, like, basically not functioning. And you have Lyme's disease and mono at the same time. <laughs> so Now, I know everybody's health insurance is, is different. And that's a big topic in the, in the yeah. country as a whole. But the Igenix test, is that something that a lot of carriers will cover? Mine covered it. I don't, and it, I guess it's so different with everybody's different health insurance. Mine, whatever, you know, whatever Anthem package I got covered it. So, no, well, you said it right there. I have Anthem. So, yeah, okay. Good chance it'll be covered good. there. Yeah. Super so, good. is that I G E N I X? Is that correct? Man, I, I, I got A's and everything but spelling. So, I, you guess it's as good <laughs> as mine. That's a question <laughs> for, that's a question for the wife. Like, hygienics. I have no idea. No, if, if you guys seriously, I'll, uh, I'll get, my lovely organized wife who can spell, and she'll put it up on our uh, Instagram, Facebook, and all yeah, that. Yeah, we just want to share what you put out there. That's what yeah, we'll do. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll, I'll make sure that I, um, I'm i fixing it. We just we bought a new piece of property, which I'm, that's where I was uh, earlier tonight, but we're chainsawing trails around it right now and getting ready for turkey season. Sweet. She's, she's, uh, she's back in the house with the kids. I'll get her to pop that up on our social media at some point this week and y'all just go to follow red arrow stuff and we'll get some answers up there because a lot of people have asked you know what what the deal is with that and i've steered some people in the direction of some of the doctors i went to and we've had some some pretty cool testimonials about people on the brink of you know feeling like they were going to die and now they're completely healthy again so it's been good well that's good i want to throw a curveball at you kip here real quick man before we let you go what the heck's going on in Virginia with the guns and stuff, dude? Well, man, they just uh, they threw the assault weapons ban out. I don't know if y'all heard. They about did. That, I didn't know that. They, they got rid of that. They, um, I think they got scared. And if any Democrats are listening, y'all to be scared because <clears throat> it, it's when you when you follow a tyrant <laughs> and say we're gonna march into your house with the National Guard and either shoot you or take all your guns. That's a pretty. They should be worried about getting arrested if anybody, you know. For, for the things they were saying against the Constitution, it's it was unbelievable. Um, and then I think just the the peaceful protest that we just you know everybody came to Richmond and said, hey, you know, you're not you're definitely not taking our guns even if you pass these laws. And I think everybody, all the Democrats that wanted to get reelected, started backpedaling and said, oh, maybe maybe we ought to table this till 2021. And and the good news is in 2021, most of them are going to get voted out. So well, that's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a victory there, but there's still, in every state in our country, there's still a huge attack on uh, the Second Amendment with the um, just chipping away at it. And then also, you know, things like the Fourth Amendment are under attack with the red flag laws, you know, where they can just 
decide that you know you're a danger because man you you said some some pretty uh threatening things on pro talk so we're gonna come into your house <laughs> and just take your guns for safety uh just for our safety we're gonna take all your guns and then you're guilty until proven innocent so we uh, it's time for america to wake up man because you know conservative people with christian values can't just sit at home and not vote and expect the country to go in the right direction oh um, man and yeah that's, and that's what we're seeing right now as a result of that you said it well right there man and uh yeah that 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 uh, red flag law deal that uh that one's really scary if you it's if you look into slope, it man it's a slippery slope it is it is uh, you know anytime we take out uh, take due process out of the equation for anybody and on both sides of the aisle, that should be a, a nonpartisan type issue. Uh, Agreed. It's yeah. it's pretty scary. And it, even in Virginia, a lot of people don't know this. In Virginia, they were trying to pass legislation that said any – basically, it was a very murky language on basically taking away some freedoms of speech when it went in with regard to speaking ill of the government. They were going to consider it harassment if I got, made a, a negative – video about Ralph Nordum or some of these other things, they were wanting to put some, like I said, murky language in there left up to interpretation could get some people in trouble just for talking bad about government officials. It's, it's, it's a weird time to be alive right now. <laughs> it it really is. Constitution um, under attack from several angles. Oh man. They're not even trying to hide it anymore. Um, so we just gotta, we just gotta pray and everybody's gotta get out and vote. I think, them striking down that uh, the quote-unquote assault weapons ban is a big step in the right direction now. Um, it was, you know, it was everybody was kind of looking at Virginia like the canary in the coal mine, saying well, if Virginia falls, everybody else is coming shortly thereafter because these laws were unprecedented. They've never tried to do anything to the scale they were trying to do it in Virginia. And, uh, you know, they slipped through the red flag law, unfortunately. Um, so... Y'all will probably see me on the 12 o'clock news or on the 5 o'clock news or whatever. <laughs> I'll be, it'll be the redneck in his underwear out on his front porch. <laughs> all pointing the guns at me. Oh, uh, man. So, well, man, before we let you but, go, we want to uh, want to give you a chance to, you know, tell everybody where they can keep up with Red Arrow and what you're into and uh, just follow along for 2020. Just the typical places, man. Y'all know, y'all can, y'all can Google me. We're on uh, <laughs> Facebook and Instagrams where I like to check in most of the time. I'm, I actually have a personal Instagram if y'all want to follow me. Um, and it's probably going to get less frequent answers, but the answers will 100% be me because we, you know, obviously we got some people to help out and answer some stuff on the other Red Arrow pages. But um, it's real Kip Campbell at real Kip Campbell. Um, and that's my Instagram handle, be the best place to follow along. There you go. Groovy, man. Well, well, great job. And appreciate you open up on uh, some sickness here. I know that's not always the easiest thing to do for a lot of folks. So, Yeah, uh, man. We, hey, we're, gonna, we're actually doing a short film, uh, kind of like a short film. It's really more of a um, – it's the story of how we started Red Arrow all the way through getting sick and then the comeback season of 2020. Oh, that's neat. Do- documentary so, style. Yeah. and it, I mean, it's going to go through – I have a crew that's going to follow me around my hometown – we're going to obviously pull some footage from this season with me and my kids hunting and follow me around my hometown kind of tell the story of how we started Red Arrow um, right after school and then what it grew into and then the times when I 
felt like I was going to die and then to come back from that. So we're going to be putting that out sometime late spring, early summer. That's going to be great. Where, where are we going to be able to see that at? Do you know yet what platform you're going to release that uh, on? We, I'm not sure where we're going to probably we're going to be beefing up our uh, presence on YouTube for sure. So that might be the first place that you end up seeing it. Um, but yeah, it's going to, it'll, it'll be, eventually it'll be on, obviously on national television, but then we'll announce a bunch of stuff through all our social medias and stuff progresses here. Well, well great. Yeah. Look forward to seeing that, man. Yes, sir. Well, we'll keep hanging with us through the break. You're listening to pro talk outdoors. Hey everybody. Welcome back to pro talk outdoors. Uh, just Good episode on on Lyme disease here. It's a serious thing. It can happen to anybody. You don't have to be an outdoorsman. If you're listening to this, obviously you are. But, uh, man, if you just hike, if you go out in the yard, you mow grass, any of that kind of stuff, you're you're at risk to uh, ticks. And ticks carry tick-borne illnesses. So get yourself checked if you think there's even a chance. It's worth it. Yeah, I mean, and and it's just, it's such an ugly, ugly disease. Um, And it's... I think probably the worst part of it is it's so silent. It it can be attacking your body and you don't even know it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fact that Kip carried it around a couple of years, uh, and it just eats away at your uh, uh, your immune system and all your defense mechanisms in your body. And um, you know, and I neglected to ask him what it was like to have something in common with Justin Bieber. Now, that's the very that's first right. Th- I, you you said Justin Bieber has Lyme Justin disease. Justin Bieber has Lyme disease, and I I, I I don't think I can name more than maybe one of his songs. Uh, but oh, he's I crazy can, popular. I know a lot of the Biebs songs. You he's know, good, good stuff. A, a lot of folks care about the Biebs, and he has Lyme disease. So uh, even if if you're not an outdoors person and you know who Bieber is, there's another famous person that is suffering, and he's dealing with it every day. So. Get yourselves checked, folks. Use permethrin. Uh, no, no kind of protection like permethrin, from what I've found, to just keep ticks off of you. And that might be the best step you can take. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's got to be step number one. And uh, number two, just... Uh, Brad we- Paisley liked to check folks for ticks. You know, maybe your, <laughs> your husband or wife or whatever it is you got at home, uh, you know, turn on a little Brad Paisley and <laughs> take go. care of it. <laughs> All right, go. guys. Until next time, hook them or hunt them. Pro Talk Outdoors. Later, guys.